You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And on today's show, we have back the lovely Birgit Buhart. How are you, Birgit? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm great. So we had you on last time, and I know we, we chatted a lot about lumography, but we wanted to kind of hear your story this time around. So do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and giving them a background on who you are and how you got into photography and all that stuff? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, my name is Birgit Buchert. I'm currently the general manager for Lumography USA. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, uh, working out of our New York office for Lomo. And... Um, yeah, um, I'm originally from Austria, grew up in a tiny little town, village <laughs> in the Alps, um, oh, wow. close to Salzburg. So if you, as Americans, you've probably seen Sound of Music. That's kind of the yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, um, well, I guess first how I got into photography, um, because that was earlier. I guess it started with my dad, um, who had some film cameras at home and like an, an old SLR and he just like showed it to me and my sister and introduced us a little bit and we both really liked it. My sister even more so she like straight up jumped into photography there and maybe because I was the younger one and like wanted you know to be just as cool I didn't yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was also just like the first thing I forget how old I was maybe like um, maybe 10 or so 
was also the first thing that I really like this like hobby that I shared with my dad uh, and that we could mm. like you know bond over and like he got really excited and about the gear side of things and I was like oh cool like I can pretend I'm an artist and stuff and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he got me my first SLR um, camera off eBay um, because my sister took his and then he got me one and I started taking some photos and I really enjoyed it but it was, you know, it was just fun. And then I went to school and like switched some schools at some point and reached when I was like 17, um, started a new school where I could pick a like a major already mm. in high school kind of. And it was graphic design and photography. Oh, wow. Um, really, because it was like kind of the only creative major that you could pick. Everything else was like cooking or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, economics and stuff. And so I did that and um yeah and and really enjoyed um that creative part of it uh, really enjoyed photography but it was all digital at that time um for me and then i what i like two years in what i noticed for me was that it was very overwhelming um with all the options that you have with photoshop the more i learned mm -hmm. photoshop the more oh, i yeah. started not liking it mm -hmm. <laughs> And I felt like, well, there's so much you can do. I'm never happy with an edit. Like, I always feel like I could do more. I could make this better. And, and also the competition and in school and, you know, mm -hmm. like seeing how other people edit it. And there's just so many options and that I like, kind of lost the fun in mm. it a little bit and it was then that I that I when I was like kind of telling myself okay like I enjoy taking photos but I don't think I want to make this my job it's it's yeah I kind of like lost the fun in it a little bit and decided to not go the professional route with photography and instead um did more uh, of creative writing and focused on that so after high school I um went to university in Munich in Germany and studied English literature wow um and wanted to you know like just because it's all free in in Europe, I was yeah, just like, yeah. I'm just That's gonna... so wild, yeah. <laughs> the dream. I was like, I don't even know what to do with this, but I want to study what I'm interested in, and then I'll figure it out. So I'll just mm. do this right now. And uh, you know, like for me, kind of hoping that studying literature would help me, you know, improve my own writing. And I knew I always liked English as a language, and always had in the back of my head a little bit the dream of leaving Austria and maybe living in an English-speaking country. So I was like, okay, well, that, you know, can't hurt to do all that in English. Mm. And that's then after my, also, okay, part of my university degree in order to get the bachelor's degree in English, you needed to spend some time in an English-speaking country, which is when I first came to New York. Um, so it was for college credits that I spent three months in New York doing nothing other than wow. just exploring and, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, talking to creatives here. And I really fell in love with this whole mindset of, um, you know, artists and, and pe young people here who are, you know, all have like some kind of day job, but all are really passionate about their art and their work and like put a lot of energy into these side projects and mm -hmm. i didn't know that from back home everybody was always only focused on their like main career oh, um, interesting. yeah and then um i graduated um got my bachelor's and then it all and then it was all luck from there it all <laughs> kind of came together um at lomo mm. i after you know moving away from Munich, I decided to go to Vienna, our capital city in Austria, um, just because I loved it. And 
looked for a job and wanted to get, you know, like a full-time position. Um, but I saw Lomo looking for an intern um, for their magazine to write for the magazine. And I was like, okay, this is not really what I was looking for. I wanted like a proper job, but yeah. this is writing. This is a lot of um, English German translations. Um, this is all the writing about photography, which I like. So it all felt like, okay, this is kind of like a really perfect position for me where all these things come together. So I, you know, took the risk and was like, okay, I'm going to take this internship for three months and see how it goes and um, started writing for them there. And then one day my co worker there um, told me that they are having a position opening up in their New York office and oh, she knew that I had been to New York and that yeah. I missed it and everything and I was like well but I'm just an intern do you think like, <laughs> you know is that even possible and she's like yeah, like I'll recommend you send in your application. Let's see and let's try. And, and then I did that and I didn't hear back for quite a while. I think for like two months, I didn't, you know, get any, like didn't know if I was even uh, being considered. Yeah. And then all of a sudden our boss in Vienna, who I think at that point I had spoken like maybe two words with, <laughs> <laughs> he came into the office and was like, oh, Birgit, do you have a second for a meeting? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And like, I got really nervous. I was like, I probably fucked up or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I'm that. fired. Yeah. I'm fired. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> so I was going into this meeting with this really horrible feeling and it ended up being like the best moment in my life wow, because wow. he literally is sitting there and was like okay so we like, looked into everything and I think we can figure out the visa situation would you be like down to move in a month and I'm like wait wow. <laughs> and um so yeah it was like this crazy surprise to me at that point and it was right before Christmas so I think I negotiated a little bit more time to like prepare my yeah. family for my whole right <laughs> move yeah. and everything um but then yeah and with that I took over the marketing management position in the New York office and you know like that's the cool thing about Lomo I I didn't really have a marketing background mm -hmm. I had some studies in high school and college but it was it's it really if you're right for this company if you're passionate about you know film photography and if you they see that you do the work but also just like get really excited mm -hmm. um, about it then they'll trust you with it and they'll they'll be like we'll teach you everything you need to know but the most important thing is that you you know like doing this wow that's amazing yeah that's, yeah. that's just yeah so cool <laughs> so i was incredibly lucky and the timing was just um yeah it just worked out and um i am forever grateful for Lomo for this opportunity. I, I dreamed of living in New York my whole life. And the fact that this company made it possible for me and is giving me this amazing job. Um, yeah. I, wow. Yeah. I love that Lumography, you know, so many, I mean, we, we, we had Taylor from Moment on and, and they were kind of the same thing. Like, as long as you're passionate for photography and filmmaking, like we can teach you the filmmaking aspect of it. Like, right. it's just, so important especially like as as creatives you know we can't go to school for all of it you know it's like we're artsy doesn't mean we're you know we have all these other skills you know some people do I'm not one of them but I just think that's wonderful and I think that more companies need to like really think about that when they are hiring you know yeah. and it, it seems to me too it works out like um I don't have any you know sales or marketing experience mm -hmm. per se but even the best the you know, no matter how well trained you are in those things, if you simply don't, you know, really give a shit about analog photography, how are you even able to sell that stuff? Yeah, and right. 
and everything else, like how, you know, Instagram works and then all that stuff for mm -hmm. online marketing, that's something you can pretty quickly just yeah. Google yourself. <laughs> right, right, right. Or figure out strategies. Right. Um, so when did when did you switch back from digital to film? Was it around the time that you um, found the job with Lomography or was it? Yeah, I think that? so. I mean, I have shot, I've had some old cameras, film cameras that I like from time to time would take out and shoot for fun. But I think when I started with Lomography, I fully yeah. committed to this and went right in like obviously I wanted to you know try all the lomography products I wanted to and just like with being in this community talking to all these photographers that we work with um I just got really excited about it and and started fully shooting film like regularly and then I also understood why I like it or I prefer it so much yeah. I really like this whole job really like pointed out to me this is the way to shoot film without putting the pressure on you without you know it's just be creative experiment and appreciate whatever comes up and don't you know try to find perfection and yeah I think I told the story the last time you're on I remember specifically when I found Lomography and just there, the website, just everything. I was like, "Wait, what is this? This is this is like this is what I'm talking about." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like it's more like the artsy side of it versus the professional photographer side, you know? Um, yeah. Just and and you guys are doing a great job, you know, highlighting people that might not get a chance. We've made friends through. Lomography, you know, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have. Uh, I was going to say this. We really do have, uh, you know, a lot to to say. Thank you to you for Birgit, uh, Jeff Bridges, hooking that up, and also my engagement story. <laughs> I, oh, my, yes. <laughs> my fiance reached out to you to set up like a mock photo shoot. <laughs> So I love he, that. Yeah, and so he was. It was the day, you know, a couple of days before Christmas, and or maybe a week. And you're like, we're doing this, this, this campaign. And I love lomography, so I'm like, any way I can help you guys out, I'm so honored. Right. I'd love to. So, but he was like, don't you have that lomography thing you have to do? And I was like, yeah, why? Yeah, like, how, like just <laughs> how do like, you know that? <laughs> or just why are you so worried about it? it? Was more of the more of the thing, you know? So it was like the last day before I had to get on a plane to go home for Christmas. He's like, "Well, let's go. We'll go to the park so you can do lom your lomography shoot." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> then he, you know, at the last photo, he got down on one knee, and and then I was like, "Well, I was like, I, because I, I was like, that's so funny that like you you had the opportunity to do that because of lomography." And he was like, "No, I set that up." <laughs> like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> I talked yeah. to Birgit. She's in on it. I was like, no way. It was just like, oh, yeah. it was just, that it was... was also a wonderful thing to like, I mean, he's a great guy, but the fact that he made it about photography as well was just, just wonderful. But thank yeah, you for when that. he reached out to me, it was both the most, I was just like, oh my God, what, how awesome is he for doing that <laughs> yeah. and for emailing me? We've never spoken um, yeah. before. And at the same time, I got so nervous. I was like, if I mess this up yeah, and like, sure, sure. he asked me. <laughs> <laughs> to um you know manipulate the film pack in a way that like something comes out where it says will you marry yeah. me or something and i was just like yeah i think it can work but also yeah. like it i tried it in the office again and again yeah. and it worked like you know four out of five times and yeah. i'm like if i mess this up and she yeah. it doesn't work and then yeah. like it's all for nothing i was yeah. so nervous so he, he, ended up, he, he, he ended up improvising where he just right he, 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 he like had the ring behind my head at, and so when it developed i'm like what's in your hand and then i turned around and he was on one <laughs> knee and i was like oh my god it's happening 
Genius. 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 Yeah. So, yes, thank you for all the things that you've done for Analog Talk and me. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Always happy um, to help. Dude, that it just it just thinking of lamography though like i remember i didn't go to school for photography and stuff like that but i i was working kind of as an assistant and doing a lot of like b-roll camera stuff with my uncle he does a lot of stuff for like the nashville ballet he shoots country music videos and stuff like that i was always like camera b and i was really getting into photography like really really getting obsessed i mean you know how it is like mm-hmm. you just it's like a an endless mountain that you're climbing of knowledge and all that stuff and i just started to get like you were saying about photoshop and and all that stuff it was just like this is too much and not fun like i want to have fun mm-hmm. and I think it was like Urban Outfitters or something like that always had Lomography stuff. Yeah. And if it wouldn't have been for Lomography, I don't honestly think I would have been where, I, where I'm sitting right now. And it's just like, what wow. an awesome company. I just remember how fun everything was, like, especially mm-hmm. when, you know, but how oh my god it's almost like 10 years ago yeah <laughs> but just to think of like the the fisheye camera shoot from the hip like just have fun experiment i mean that's what it's all about at least to yeah. me I'm, yeah. I'm like a i'm a total hobbyist like i do not claim to be a professional by any means but it's just so much fun and then there's lomo yeah. 800 so i <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i agree i think i felt the same way um even if you're not into the exact like the fisheye or or that particular um or those moods or aesthetics that you know lamography presented in the early 90s um it's still just like engaging with this community and like finding out or like engaging with the product and everything it's just so encouraging to really you know open your mind and and try things and also yeah to like not look for perfection and that's really for me what um what did it and that even i feel like i carry this lamography um, mindset in in me even when I'm shooting with completely other cameras right. and stuff yeah, I just like yeah. I'm not worried if a shot doesn't work out like even when I shoot FP 100 I'm like yeah so I'm gonna try this so who cares and <laughs> yeah. yeah I might lose a little bit more money but still it's like it's about I'm getting excited about trying these things and mm. not about figuring out before and like you know setting up the perfect shot Dude, I like that wonders. lomography mindset yeah <laughs> yeah dude it's just so good and I, I always look forward to your emails of new secret stuff that's coming yeah. out. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Always my fave. So I'm, I I think I asked this the, the, the last time around, but has Lomography ever, were they worried in the late 90s, early 2000s that they'd had to shift to digital or were they, were they always kept the analog mindset? Yeah, no, there was never, um, there was never the discussion of shifting to digital for sure that just was so far from what they you know yeah. like doing or what they were excited I about it. i mean sure you know the, the markets have changed and there mm-hmm. were times when it looked like okay maybe we cannot survive this who knows right. like it looks like you know it's going up and down and there were some times they were harder for sure um but now looking back i think we all feel like maybe this whole digital like the wave really helped film photography to stay or get even more creative and to go into the direction that lomography has been doing from mm. the from the start yeah because um you know like photographers who are looking for the perfect 
super high quality um, image of reality the way it is. And, you know, they are not going to go back to film. Um, they they have their tools and the digital yeah. photography that they can use and create that if that's what you're looking for. But for people who are interested more about the medium or more about the creative aspects, they, um, you know, try use film. They know that you can do something with the film that is an emulsion that reacts to um, the outer world and everything. And then you get even more maybe curious about, you know, creative film stocks and, and mm -hmm. um, different lenses and cameras that are not that, they're not trying to create this perfect image. So I think in the end, um, it helped lamography in particular to in that niche that it already was before. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. Like people that are down for the, the you know, the, the, pixel peeping and all that stuff are definitely not going to be going back <laughs> yeah. to shooting like Kodak <laughs> right. and stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. And even maybe, honestly, Instagram, like with all their filters, when that came out, um, mm -hmm. that honestly like could have helped for, you know, people to get interested in those types of um, film stocks too. I, I, I feel like it boomed hardcore too, like in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that being yeah, on I'm that sure end of things. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are like tracking all that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely increasing again. Um, and even we're just right now this week we're having a virtual trade show and with some customers and like some I talked to some camera stores, you know, all over the country and um, a lot of them have only started carrying film again now or the past year or two or one or two years and they're like, you know, like sometimes like older guys who are really excited mm -hmm. about all the digital gear and now they're like and now you're telling me I have to sell film again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, yeah, it's just so funny because it reminds me of this photographer I, I assisted for who was like, you know, it, he had a great career, but he was like, why film? And I was like, ah. <laughs> I was like, just go sh shoot a roll and just remember yeah. why film and then you'll figure mm -hmm. it out, you know. But he was, you know, once once they're work? like, it's it's. No. He's like, it's cheaper. <laughs> no. It's cheaper. My workflow is faster. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, it's it's fair. You know, I understand for a lot of people, if you have different goals, I, I understand why yeah, the yeah, show yeah. is, you know, for some people better. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. No, not us either. <laughs> I just I'll never forget when I was little. I went with my dad to, I think it was the Vet Stadium in Philly, the, where the Phillies play, mm -hmm. or the Eagles. It was an Eagles game, and football game. And I'll never forget, this was like early 90s, like 92 or 93 or something. And I'll never forget the photographers, the sports photographers, because they would just blow through film. Yeah. Like they were just, because we were right on the sideline. We had some special something that we got down there and i just i mean i was a little a little kid and i remember looking up at these people and they're just like flying through canisters yeah. of film yeah. like you definitely like those people are never going back to film yeah but yeah, yeah it's yeah there's yeah i, I mean even fair. even the way we shoot polaroids now you know because mm -hmm. we we talk about it all the time on the show of like fp 100c that was just to like test exposure and stuff mm -hmm. like that and now it's like this coveted like beautiful thing you know it's just yeah it's so crazy how this whole thing is we my my coworker likes to you know compare it to um to painting when photography first start like even came up and you know like before that like painters would get hired to paint reality mm -hmm. as you know as close yeah. to reality as possible yeah and that was their job and then photography started and people were like okay i guess like all the painters will be out of jobs and right 
in a way, in that professional sense, they were, but then because they all of a sudden had all this freedom, they discovered, you know, like all these different mm -hmm. art movements and started um, um, expressionism and, and cubism and all these forms. And we do think that, that, I mean, I would hope that that is down the line for photography where it's going. And it kind of is already a little bit. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's heading that way. Definitely. Yeah. I remember reading about the... Uh, the whole art and photography argument when photography first came on the scene, like artists were like, it's not art. It's just a, it's a, a replica of reality. So it doesn't count. Right. But no, you know, I mean, that's obviously, <laughs> we all don't feel that way, but I was like, oh, that's interesting that like, that was their argument. Like, no, you're just making right. a copy. It is <laughs> yeah. kind of weird though. Cause like, think about it. If you take like a picture of some like street art or something, you know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Like I don't, uh, yeah, it's like a copy, but well, it's, yeah, th I you think... can use it to, to, I mean, it's just so weird. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> yeah. I know there's, there's so many layers to all of these things. It's the same thing with, um, you know, you can have a print, you can take the, your favorite photograph from your favorite photographer and print it out yourself and you kind of have it, have it, but it's, you know, it's not the same than getting mm. a dark oh, print yeah. from yeah, this person. Definitely. Like a copy is not always just a copy. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, that's a good point too. I, I would definitely want the artist to, you know, I printed this <laughs> yeah, myself. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know? right. Or like yeah. my fiance, he, he collects art and there's like a difference between like a limited edition print versus mm -hmm. an actual painting and all that stuff. And I was like, wow, I never really thought about it because when you look at it, it's art, you know? Right. But it makes it more valuable and all that stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. I would love to own some like awesome old photos. I saw what his name is. He works for like Sub Pop Records back in the day when like Nirvana was at the height of their time. And just to, I would love to have some of those. I'm not like a crazy Nirvana person, but there's some really cool pictures that he has mm -hmm. of like Kurt Cobain like flying through the yeah. air and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And it's like, I would love to have an actual wet print of that. Just to, yeah. photographers are always supporting photographers. Like I can't tell you how many zines I bought, how many yeah. prints I bought, how many right. of this and that. And it's like one of these days I need to do something with it all because I just have this big, huge like art thing where you put prints and stuff and <laughs> it's all just other people's work. And I need to figure out something to do do with that. Put on a little gallery show yeah, somewhere yeah. of other people's work. <laughs> That's interesting. You're already talking about doing something with your friends art when yeah. like most of us are like, what am I doing even with my own? Like, yeah. Stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's I miss that, that too. I feel yeah. like, I, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for this COVID stuff to be over, man. I have so many ideas yeah. of things I want to do like that. And we still need to come I to know, New York and, and hang out with Lamography. That was yeah. like a week before we were about to get on a plane. And yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm still hoping that this um, gallery show can happen at some point. Um, we, you know, received all the submissions. We were mm. ready to curate and set up. And then um, COVID happened. And then. So yeah, I still want to, like, once we're safe, I want to give all those artists a, a chance to show their work still, even if it's, I don't know, two years later. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. I feel like right. we're, we're, we're headed in the right direction. So yeah. So have you been, outside of Lomography, do you have any interesting projects you're personally working on, speaking of our own art? <laughs> I'm loving the, um, the Polaroid um, emulsion lifts you've been oh, doing, by the you. way. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, that's a pandemic result. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started doing that about a year ago to this day. <laughs> um, I mean, I like I tried it before, but then, you know, I, I feel like in the beginning of quarantine in particular, I felt like, you know, I need to 
use this time as mm. best as possible and I need to like do things that I normally wouldn't do and take the right. time to try things and so I started um lifting some emotions and um yeah I really like it it's, yeah but it's hard too because you know when you have a great Polaroid yeah. you're like oh, I don't man. know should I, I don't want, really want to cut this up yeah like, it, I could fail with the emotion lift so then I only do it with photos that I'm like yeah that's okay but it's yeah, not yeah. my favorite so I'm still like trying it to, to like get to a point where I'm willing to cut up my my best ones <laughs> um but yeah that's, oh, that's fun. so scary it's giving me it's, like goosebumps thinking yeah about it, right? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. Did, I did one for my my youtube channel i remember being like so stressed mostly because i was filming myself so i'm like if i mess this up <laughs> but it's like really you have to have a lot of patience to just like yeah you can't yeah. rush that process right but yeah yeah which is why it's great if you're in lockdown um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I want to like try more with that. I know, um, you know, I've talked with Devin, who you've had mm-hmm. on, um, former co-worker at Lomography. He's done a ton. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com that's c-o-r-i-e-n-t.com corient.com for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And then he has, you know, tried to um, or successfully done um, emotion lifts on like a, a flower, I think, and stuff like yeah. that. Like really cool things, but I feel wow. like I still need to like work on like getting the feel for it. Um, but yeah, there's so much more that I could try with that, and I do want to uh, experiment more more with this. Other than that, I mean, these are all just mostly what's on my Instagram is really just like it's not like a, a concept that I come up with and then mm-hmm. I go out and shoot that and I'm like, oh, I'm working on this project. It's right, really right. like I just shoot all the time and the things I like I post right. or share. Right. There was one uh, re- kind of recent, I guess, project or series um, that I that I was just shared by the Float magazine this week, um, and that happened. Also, it wasn't again. It, this wasn't a, a concept that I had in mind and wanted to do. It just happened. But I happened to right when the museums opened back up in September I went to the Met um got one of those like time spots and and went to the Met and by the way was like took the last time slot and was in there it felt like by myself it was so crazy um that was a really cool experience um 
in and of itself. But then when I left and walked down like on the Upper East Side somewhere, um, it was such a strange feeling because I think I hadn't really been to that area since um, the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. I was walking down like Madison Ave or something. And it just felt so strange still where, you know, in the beginning of lockdown, like all of New York was um, empty and weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But that only lasted, you know, a certain amount of time. And at that point in September, Brooklyn was back. Like, yeah, you know, like in Brooklyn, there's so many like small stores and small uh, businesses that are um, we're back again, and like people are out and about and doing stuff. So it didn't feel necessarily weird. But then in that area where you know it's all like really high end um, shops and stores, and also a lot of those residents had fled and just weren't back yet. Mm. Um, wow. It felt still very. Um, like a ghost town. And I noticed that so many um, stores had closed at that time and were empty. And so I started taking photos of all the empty storefronts. And then I think when I got that first roll back from that stroll, I looked at those and kind of felt like all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, this to me really represents or like some of those of course, never all of my photos, but like some of those photos somehow really captured that melancholic, like sad mm-hmm. feeling that I had because of, you know, it was empty, but also you can see the reflections of people with masks or just the empty streets and and um, also like how the light sometimes, like you know, interacts with glass and stuff. It just like created this mood that I so genuinely felt when I was taking that walk that I was even like surprised myself and then so I continued shooting this series and just of the empty storefronts but trying to somehow you know shoot them in a in a somehow creative way with reflections and science and stuff and um so yeah I guess that was the last um project that I did for myself that I now have on my website and like um submitted to a few publications and had um uh, float magazine share it which was really nice oh, that's um, great yeah so yeah but other than that i normally just you know i shoot whatever i'm in the mood for and yeah, whether that's yeah. street or portraits or whatever <laughs> Polaroids. <laughs> do you still do a lot of writing do you write anymore mm. um Yes, not as much as I used to. I want to write more again, um, yeah. but I, I do still from time to time. It's funny because when I, I think the more I took photos um, consciously as a, you know, really like as a creative process, mm-hmm. um, the less I felt the need to write. Ah, and yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I would still like, I'm still waiting for this spark of inspiration of how I can combine my writing with my oh, photos. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard because I feel like they're they feel so different to me. They're so so different, um, such different like approaches. Um, but maybe one day I'll do uh, something with that. I'm always jealous of writers. It's, it's, it's like one of those things I've always wish I had. I'm just so basic when it comes to stuff like that. You know, I'm you know roses are red, violets are blue. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's my like. <laughs> well, they are. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's also, I mean, do you speak a second language? No, no. Um, yeah, because I, I do prefer writing in English, even though I'm not as good in it, you know, mm. as I am in German. 
Um, but I feel more inspired to write in English. And I always wonder why that is, but I think it's maybe just because it is not my mother tongue. So hmm. yeah. that could help. I often think that when you, when you, like when you come to say something, like when you're talking now, are you talking in both languages in your head or are you <laughs> no. talking now? Okay. Yeah. I just no. never knew how that worked. <laughs> Uh, that no, might be a very English. stupid question. But. <laughs> Here's another yeah. question about that. Do you, which language do you dream in? Do you dream mm. in English or, or do you dream in German? So I think it can switch, and I think it's yeah, it's it's both. Or mm. but at the same time, as a lot of people ask me that, and I want to say it's English because I think like when I wake up, that's the first language that I have in my head when yeah. I when I'm here. Mm-hmm. But you know, in dreams, it's hard because I feel like sometimes there isn't really a language. It's right. like you understood what's happening, right. but you yeah. couldn't tell. Yeah. Like I, I could say in my dream, someone told me this, but I don't hear them say it anymore. Right. So I don't know what language it was. I just understood it. But yeah, it's I think deep. I think it's Getting a mix deep. of both, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool i'm uh i'm so so into that like and i i have a i have an aunt that is she was born and raised in germany and i i will never forget when she married my uncle i think they were like given land over there from her family it was like they were just like take this family run it was like a farm or something <laughs> i forget what it was i i was little when this happened and i just remember my uncle bobby and like i'm not moving out of here like she's <laughs> got to move here and i'm like damn could you imagine living somewhere yeah. other than here yeah, like yeah, that yeah. would be amazing uh even if it was just for like a year or something right, you know right. try yeah. it out i just i love traveling that's definitely something that's that's got to be done in my in my future have you been outside of the country i mean i've gone to canada but oh, yeah. that's that's really not it's just nicer americans like that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> i've i've always wanted to go overseas though it was always a dream yeah you should yeah you visit vienna mm. and the, the birthplace of ulomography and right? yeah. I mean, come on that's yeah. crazy you were you were home recently right then you just go home not too long yeah ago? i went I went home for um, uh, over the holidays. I decided to take the risk and um, <laughs> and do the traveling, but I think yeah. it was yeah, it was important. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you do you miss it? Do you think you'll ever end up there, or do you think you, this is where? Um, I don't think I I don't miss it really. Mm. You know, it's if anything, if I ever move back to Austria, then it's for people in my family mm-hmm. um if yeah. they need you know support or help or something right. not for me i wouldn't move back but i also you know I never say never if i ever get bored of new york i also have the feeling that or i always say that if it's not new york it's not america where right I'm, right where right like yeah i and yeah and then i would maybe like try to you know europe is also i kind of want to take advantage of the fact that i could live in all those countries mm-hmm. like so yeah. easily so yeah if New York ever kicks me out, I'm going <laughs> to maybe try Paris or yeah. you know, wow. yeah, yeah. Spain or something. Yeah, I feel that way Man. about L.A. I'm like, it's not L.A., not where. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's back to Connecticut. Back to Connecticut. <laughs> At least I'm only a two-hour train ride from new york because right that's how i feel too like being back in pennsylvania because we used to go to new york city all the time when i lived here like it was you hop on the train you go to penn station you're in new york city you know what i mean like it's wait penn station is not equal new york city (laughs) well from a kid that lives in central pennsylvania it was new york city for us you know (laughs) you know i've actually never been to like the heart of new york i've been to new york city like a bunch of times used to play there when i was in bands and stuff like 
like that. And it, it's uh, again, just another travel destination. I was looking so forward to our little I know, hangout. I mean, more I'm, reason. Yeah, yeah. I we got to do something when this when this shit stops, man. I'm ready. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm getting mad right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel <laughs> you. I mean, how has New York been since since everything? Is it kind of coming back to life now, or? Um, I mean, I don't know. It, <laughs> I always feel like New York finds a way for me. Um, it finds a mm. way to you know somehow still be New York, and I think even last summer, you know, there is. I feel like I had a nice summer. I was spending, mm-hmm. you know, my time in the parks and, yeah. the, you know, or Coney Island or stuff more than I normally would. Um, there's things that you can do here. Um, it still doesn't feel like the normal New York, of course. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, even when you know, indoor dining is now open to a certain extent, I'm not going yet. Yeah, um, yeah same. And I'm just like, it's, all, it's not the same. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. go when we can go to a restaurant and then go to a club and yeah, yeah. you know the whole thing and, each other and yeah. dive bar yeah and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah so Man. yeah uh, no it's not the same yet yeah i was but. just curious because uh, all you see on like youtube and the news and all that stuff is just people leaving new york and it just breaks my heart because i just would hate to have that city not be what it you know what you think yeah. of what you think it is i think it's i'm very optimistic that it will bounce back and maybe change a little bit from this but mm-hmm. um i think it's yeah. gonna be this amazing city that it used to be and yeah i'm like i'm kind of mad at all those people giving yeah, up on new yeah. york because yeah. i'm like Same. you're gonna miss that once yeah this yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, but. yeah a lot of people were leaving los angeles too but i just like you know it, for me it was like a, it was a, it was a hard to get here like it took me a long time to like get the courage not book any more weddings and you know like really be like nope i'm moving so to hear people are just like well let's go home i'm like well you're gonna come back like that's like i don't know it's like yeah can't give up no I think uh, after I was talking about this the other day, like once COVID is over, I mean, at least me, I'm going to have such an appreciation for everything, you know, like every, every friend I can hug, every glass I can clink together, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. I'm going to all my friends, if you ever invite me to anything, I will never say no. Yes. Yes. Never again. Never again. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, can I ask you one more Lamography related thing? Yes. I know you do you, you guys always seem like you're coming out with some some wonderful thing. Uh, can you p- give us any insight onto upcoming things that are in the works <laughs> or give us the can, dirt. Can, can we can we uh, you know, I don't know. I guess we the community obviously is grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah, what's uh what's coming our way? No, just kidding. <laughs> Um, okay, I mean, what I can say, um, I'm still very excited about um, the Lomograph doc, which you have yes. tried both. Yes. Um, yes. I'm just mentioning it because, you know, we still haven't uh, shipped out the pre-orders. Um, so that's still to come. So yes. I'm just emphasizing that yes. this is an exciting product. Yes, yes, we, yes. Um, Dude, it's, plug I, everything. I'm going to cry. Plug all I the things. Wait. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. That we are still looking forward. And that's also, I'm still so excited because it's such a, you know, different I think it was a surprise to everyone because it's such a different product and mm-hmm. we haven't done anything like this. Yeah. Um, so that's really exciting. That's still to come this year. And I can't wait to ship those out and see like, you know, just what people do with it. That's always yeah. the most yes. exciting part of this. In terms of completely new products, um, I think I 
can't i don't want to spoil the surprise that's perfect Um, we'll be we'll be happy (laughs) but we are working on things and one thing in particular i'm very excited about and um i think the community will be too and um at this point just trust me that it's gonna be cool (laughs) i wanted to tell you i uh because of the lumographic i made the leap into four by five I actually, oh, yeah? yeah, I got my intrepid because that whole thing was like such a, like a game changer. And I Amazing. was realizing, I was like, man, I, I should be shooting large format, you know? So that was yeah. like getting my feet wet with large format so thank you for that oh for that's amazing that's great yeah. i yeah. hope you're not the last person um to do this but yeah that's that's perfect it's, it's i mean why why wouldn't you yeah <laughs> with, like, <laughs> i'm just such like an instant head like yeah. i love anything that comes out you know of right. a camera that's like me and then you have an image like five <laughs> seconds later it's just amazing and i i mean again like thanks again for keeping us in in mind for that because that that just lit a spark when that thing showed up in the mail i was just like the ideas were mm-hmm. just exploding of things i wanted to do and it was like no i don't want to send it away like, <laughs> But yeah, it's and my it's funny because like my camera still has I uh, I was doing some different weird tests with it and um, I had some tape put on on my screen and I just left the tape there as like a constant reminder of like, <laughs> this is it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I was um, happy that you guys can, could try it early on. It was really cool. Dude, just seeing what everybody's doing with it. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. We'll be right back with a couple listener questions for Birgit right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Just wanted to pop in quick and let you guys know about our developing nights. So it's a Patreon-only tier. You can develop some film with us. It's going to be the third Sunday of the month. It's such a good time. We've done a bunch already. It's just a blast to hang out, develop some film talk shop, have fun, and it is the best way to help support the show. Patreon.com slash Analog Talk. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. We're actually taking two questions this week. And the first question comes from Toadie Photo, and they'd like to know, if Lomography came out with a new camera, what kind of camera would you prefer to see? That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's yeah. also really hard because uh, <laughs> interesting because I never really thought of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if I could really just like uh, shoot, I mean, I guess I'd have two ideas. I and I'm not saying that any of those are even uh, an option, but I yeah, think it yeah, would be yeah, cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> to work on a four by five camera since we have the back now. Mm. Um, I think that would be cool you know you could like maybe couple it with some of our i don't know with our petzl lens or something mm-hmm. like oh yeah something cool yeah. like that and the other thing is i think i'm still uh still looking for some uh, company to uh make a good point and shoot that you know doesn't go for a thousand dollars on ebay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amen right and and again like i don't even know if that's uh, that's possible maybe there's a reason no one's doing that um mm-hmm. probably but um yeah that's what i would if i could choose 
would do what I would those do. Those are both really good yeah. answers, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I can I can back back both of those. <laughs> okay, so the second question comes from Garkon John. He says, "How does she approach photographing a city which is already so well documented?" Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good question. I think. Um, I think the secret is not thinking about that. <laughs> I know that probably every photo that I take of New York, you know, someone has taken. Mm. I'm I'm fully aware of that. But if I'm if you're not looking for, you know, to do, reinvent the wheel, like you you can't yeah. do that. Um, you just have to, you know, go by your feeling and your guts. And if you see something that you're like, oh, this is cool, I'll take the photo. And it even happened not too long ago that. I was taking photos in Brooklyn, um, in Bushwick, actually. And then I think like just took one also with my phone and, and posted a story. And a friend of mine sent me the exact same photo oh, wow. and was no like, way. wait, were you over there today? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And we then compared the negatives, like when we got the film back and we took like a bunch of the same photos. Wow. Um, it's not gonna, you're not yeah. gonna find, yeah. you know, the new things. You just, it's your perspective still. And it's your... Um, and I am a foreigner, so I think that some things maybe I do see differently than people who have lived here for, you know, 10 plus years. But um, I'm not saying I'm going to or I'm not going to make it my mission to take photos of New York in a new way. Um, right. I just go with whatever um I see and what strikes me as interesting. And um, yeah, I love that. I feel like the exact same when it comes to shooting photos. Like I never really go out. I shouldn't say I never because I've gone out with like an idea in mind or like I have put projects together, but mostly I spend so much time just shooting to shoot to like mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. shooting photos. I mean, and I just I, I love that. I I almost kind of I don't want to say cringe isn't isn't the right word but it it just kind of like puts a heavy weight on you when you're like I've got this project that I'm working on and I gotta Mm -hmm. do you know it's 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 a lot when I use (laughs) I use photography for mental health it's my like Zoloft you know what I mean like (laughs) a hundred percent I say the same thing it's like when I feel like you know I feel too much or I don't Mm -hmm. know what Mm -hmm. to do I just go on a walk and with my camera Mm -hmm. and um, you just I think it's also part of you just focus on everything around you instead of yourself. Um, and yeah. you can just like, yeah, um, bring your focus to your surrounding, the people around you, the city and everything. And somehow you do process your inner self by like putting it on the city. Um, but I also what also came to mind with this question is that in a lot of ways, I feel like those photos that I do like a lot in of New York are photos that are in some way, you know, capturing this like typical New York feeling. Mm. And that feeling I only have because I've seen all those photos of New York, right? right. So yeah. in a way, it's when true. you when you find a scene, a scene um, in the street that is so typical, like a New York thing, then yeah, the, you yours will be the thousand or I don't know how many yeah. like version of this photo but um that's why it feels so much like new york when you take it or when you look at it so there's nothing wrong with that no not at all (laughs) i love i love photos of new york one of my favorite like t-shirts growing up was a photo of new york it was just like the skyline with the bridge and i couldn't tell you what bridge or what buildings were but i just always loved that shirt yeah i had the huge poster of the new york skyline in my like children's in my room and my parents until i was like until i was 14 or so and then it started yeah (laughs) you're meant to be there that's for for sure yeah i love it oh 
Yeah. Well, I guess we have to re-ask you the desert. Did we even do the desert island camera I'm question? Sure, back we then? did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's it's a two-parter. It's the old desert island. You can only choose one. What and why? <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I think we did it. And I thought about that today, because I, I think my answers have changed. Um, and they could change again tomorrow, to be honest. Um, <laughs> for real. <laughs> but for the desert island camera, I think I would take the RB with me. Mm. Um, it's just my I wish I could take it everywhere and it wasn't that heavy. Um, right. Oh. But if I'm just like, you know, stuck in an island, I can just like, Set it up there and have it there. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's just my my favorite um, camera to like set up the photo. Um, I love the sound of it. I love mm-hmm. that it's all mechanic, and um, I love the results. And yeah, I think that's my that's the one that I'll keep for sure. Dude, great answer. That's a good answer. And you have and you have that Polaroid back too. So I do. Yeah. That's. Ooh. I'm so jealous. You don't even <laughs> you don't even want to know how jealous I am. I don't know if that's gonna survive like for the rest of my life. It's like a kind of a janky. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, thing. But yes, uh, I'm very excited about that. Too. Do you have the the Contax G1 or the G2? G1. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great camera. It is. I am thinking yeah. about maybe selling it. At some point. Oh, you get, Chris needs a backup. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you need a second one, then you... okay. Second part. Well, yeah, part two is the uh, the old white whale. Is there anything mm-hmm. um, that you've wanted to you know shoot that you haven't had a chance to to get your um, hands on? Yes, I think the last time you asked me this, I was probably saying the M6. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, but um, since that conversation, you know, I've fallen so deeply in love with my RB that now I'm actually, I would really just, I've been dying to try Hasselblad to see. <laughs> yes, Chris that's literally what I've been like, that's my white whale right now. And I've like yeah. just got the stimulus check and I'm like, wow, it's like exactly the right cost. <laughs> <laughs> the right price and i don't even know i can't even tell you exactly why mm-hmm. um and some of my friends are like no that's stupid the rb is you know it's great and like yeah. why would you spend out i'm like but look at it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's gorgeous it is gorgeous um and yeah. I, yeah maybe i don't even um enjoy shooting it that much i just haven't had the chance to really test it out so i i'm dying to that's a good yeah. answer that's great yeah that's that's definitely on like my top tier yeah you've never really had that huh or like no that's one one that got away i had the chance to get a really nice kit back when it was like it was man it was one of the 500s i don't know what it was yeah. and i just remember it was black and it came with three lenses and it was like $1600 like that's out of this world these days because just the body and yeah. one lens is that mm-hmm. much these days yeah i love yeah. square i'm a big fan of shooting 6x6 six six too that's probably my favorite besides the RB67 as well. <laughs> I'm getting buried with mine when I die. So yeah. it's <laughs> man. Awesome. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, Birgit, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. I also wanted to just say that I really look up to you. You're kind of an inspiration to just being a badass Aww. woman in the film community. Oh, yeah. You know, a boss at at Lomography. So, I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where can everybody check you out and also Lumography? Um, well, thank you, Chris. This means a lot from you. Yeah. Thank you. I am on Instagram, um, Birgit underscore B underscore art. And uh, I, 
you know, Lomography is uh, Lomography or Lomography USA on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, the whole thing. And um, yeah. That's awesome. Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. I'll throw my Twitter in there. It's the same Tim- thing. Timothy Makeups. I, I know. I need to play on Twitter, too. <laughs> um, I also make YouTube videos. Easiest way to find those. Go to the search bar. Just type in Timothy Makeups. That's it for me. Chris, where are you? I'm Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we have a Facebook page and a group you can join and hang out in. Birgit, thank you so much. This was a blast. Thank you. This was so much fun. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. All right. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Birgit for coming on the show. We're we're like huge Birgit fans. Chris and I talk about it all the time. We just love everything she does for the community. And I mean, Lomography is just is the coolest. And it was just such a blast having you back on the show. It was just great getting to hear your story and, and all that stuff. Uh, again, Birgit, we love what you do. Keep doing it. You're an amazing human. Guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for even a buck. One dollar. You can get the show two days early so that's on a monday on our patreons it's up first thing in the morning we also have a bunch of other stuff over there chris and i are going to be doing solo shows that's kind of fun so her by herself me by myself just kind of like little analog talk 10 minute 15 minute fun little shows for you guys probably going to be hopping in there together to just patreon only stuff just chris and i we have a bunch of other stuff over there we're going to be doing kind of patreon only exclusive stuff you know where our guest gives us a tour of their studio or dark room or shows us some of their work just some fun stuff and and just if you're a fan of the show patreon is literally the best way to help support the show so again it's patreon.com slash analog talk thank you for all the patrons that help support the show guys you don't know how much that means to us and yeah that's gonna wrap it up for this week so until next week we'll see you soon keep shooting keep doing all that fun stuff stay creative yeah that's gonna be it guys later what does innovation sound like It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.